Welcome to Flawless, a music podcast where a bunch of people talk about something that they deem flawless or not. We usually have an intro, but Liam forgot to bring it. Yes. <laughs> so you will be hosted today by George. Hello. Liam. Hello. Grant. Hi there. And a special guest. Please introduce yourself. Hello, George, Liam and Grant. I'm Spencer Housen and um, I'm thrilled to be part of Flawless, a music podcast. Wow, this is exciting. Woohoo! Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> now, we are recording in a different space today, which we will talk about at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, enjoy the, the sound. Enjoy the flawless sound. Yeah, see if you can guess where, just from, from the ambiance yeah. so over the, the next 30 minutes. <laughs> see if you can guess. Yeah. Maybe some clues, there may not. Yeah, like those visual <laughs> clues you get on Twitter, but really difficult yeah. on an audio Well, oh, here's podcast. one. There are no books in this room. So there mm. you go. There's a clue. There is a yeah. clue. <laughs> that clue. is deep. So as uh, we have a guest, Spencer, you have brought an album to us that we will be discussing, and we will deem that flawless or not flawless at the end of the episode and what flawless means is up to us whether that means no skippable tracks whether that means <laughs> emotional content whether that means politically controversial oh. or what have you that will be up to us to decide mm-hmm. so and we'll have our chance to dispute it at the end so i feel pressure this is no pressure <laughs> this is really i'm ad-libbing this time it's really yeah. fun so mm. let's bring it which album have you brought to flawless Okay, it's an album by uh, an English rapper called Mike Skinner, uh, best known for his, um, I guess, project name, The Streets. And the album is A Pound... No, A Grand... A a Grand Don't Come For Free. It was supposed to be so easy. Just take back the DVD, withdraw that extra money, tell Mum I wouldn't be back for tea, then grab my savings and hurry. So first to get the bill back in time, to avoid that big fine. I had to do a fast hill climb, but a faster decline. But I flew a bit quick, arms like a lunatic. I had to stop for a few ticks, I started feeling sick. Got to the video shop in a state, but chuffed it wouldn't be late. Only when he flicked open the case, I'd left the disc at my place. Today I have achieved absolutely now, in just being out of the house I've lost out. If I'd wanted to end up with more now I should have just stayed in bed like I know how So I failed on the DVD But I still had to That's get the, the name of the album? Correct! Okay. Yes. <laughs> there we go. See, I'm also doing this ad-lib with that note, so yes. can I actually remember the name of the album? Yes. Okay. That's fun. Yes. So, how did you first come across this album? Okay, um, so I've spent 25 years working for the ABC, uh, 20 of them on ABC Radio Brisbane, 15 of those presenting the breakfast programme. And so you, you come across a lot of music, but uh, when you're doing a breakfast show, which is primarily for the 40-plus audience, you don't get a lot of music like the streets. Yeah. It, you know, it tends to be... Um, well, you know, when I started, I used to say it was all Frank Sinatra and that sort of era, of, and the Beatles, and uh, and then it sort of became uh, Robbie Williams and, and Kylie. And to be fair, ABC Radio these days does play some hip, hip and, and cool music, but still not music like The Streets. And I had a producer called Joe Luton, Super Joe I used to call him, on air. He's now a Baptist minister in the, in the western suburbs of uh, Brisbane. And uh, Joe introduced me to some music that we weren't playing on, on the radio, including, just as a sidebar, uh, Velvet 
is it Velvet Underground? Is Velvet that? Underground, yeah, pretty, quite, quite famous. Velvet, no, well, it's not them. Velvet Revolver. Revolver, Revolver. Okay. Revolver. So yeah, yeah. Slash. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. so Slash, Correct. what Slash <laughs> moved it to. It may yeah. or may not be on the a list of flawless albums that may or may not be discussed further down the track. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Depending on which thing. order you're listening to these, these Correct. podcasts. Correct, right, and, okay. and you know, the circles and sands yep. of time, etc. So, yes, someone with an African accent may have proposed <laughs> Excellent. a Velvet Revolver album. So Joe took me to Velvet Revolver at wow. the Entertainment Centre, for example. And so he's just a really great buddy who we worked together. And then and then here's, here's how I actually encountered, <laughs> thanks to Joe Luton, this album. I was listening to the BBC World Service. Oh, I and love the world service. They played Dry Your Eyes. It was on their music show. I think John Peel might have been presenting the, the show, and they played Dry Your Eyes. And, I, and of course, it's the most. We'll get to it, but it's the most populist of the of the songs on the oh, album. Okay. And I just that's amazing. And I think I played it to my producer Joe, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I've got the album. I'll um, <clears throat> give you a copy." So um, that's how I discovered this album. And we, I think, we went for a drive because he said. You, you've got to listen to it in one go. We'll yes. go for a drive. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you where we went, but um, he was in the car. I was in the back, so for some reason we must have taken someone else and he played the whole album to me as we drive. Mm. That's a good experience. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. It's definitely a f- yeah, it's definitely a listen to the entirety of the album. There's a few songs in there that can probably stand alone and they, they were the singles, so dry your eyes. But overall, you really want to listen to the whole album in one hit. Which, so, which I noticed, sorry, George, at the beginning you said that's possibly one of your criteria for you know, something yeah. being flawless, that you've mm. got to listen to the whole album. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So, Liam, had yes. you heard this album before? I hadn't heard the whole album. I knew the singles. So tri- I was a Triple J listener when it was on Triple J. So I knew um, Fit But You Know It and Dry Your Eyes and I knew his uh, the singles off the first album as well, but I hadn't heard the whole album all the way through. But I knew that it was a single story told over the, the course of an entire album. So I'd heard that and read that in the stories and stuff. Awesome. Grant, had you this, heard this record before? This I had not heard at all, oh. to be honest. Cool. Not a song, not of the streets, not that he's a soul man band. Um, so I would probably, this was released in 2004, stands mm. to be corrected mm. from mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit of research that I did do, save for listening to it. Um, I would have been mid-migration or, or with a focus on, on getting out of the third world, so to speak. So my priorities wouldn't have been um, music-related. UK rap. Sure. The beginning of grime kind of style. No, yeah, not at rap. all. So so I was I was a virgin uh, pre-yesterday afternoon. So. How did you listen to it? Um, my wife and I have a very strict um, listening policy whereby – we will sit outside on the deck in the sun, um, um, drinking asahis, oftentimes, or any alcohol of sorts, and um, pick apart if we feel the need um, the album. Um, Fantastic. And so you have like this democracy at home before you come to the podcast. Well, it's not. No, it's not a democracy actually. Quite <laughs> frank, um, she can have her opinions, <laughs> which are fine, and we politely agree to disagree. Um, but she loves. She listens to Emma. Listens to the podcast as well, as you know. So I have to sometimes be careful about what I say because she might be ironing or doing something at home and enjoys them so much that she would listen to them whilst doing housework. 
Mm. Um, so she does, it's almost like her way of having a sneak peek as to mm. what's coming up and then what comes out of the conversation, you know, sort of, she's heard the album before then and, oh, well, did everyone else agree? You know, she's yeah. got to wait and well, see. That's mm-hmm. what I used to do when I was presenting uh, breakfast radio the night before, every night bef- before doing the breakfast show, mm-hmm. I, my wife and I would listen to all the songs that had been programmed to play the next morning. So I'd bring the list home. We'd get a bottle of wine out, Nikki generally cooking, and I'd go through the songs, and we would go through tick, cross, tick, cross, yes, must play that song, what have you. Nice. Um, so wow. wives, alcohol, and music, um, it's very familiar yeah, territory. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Okay. My partner cool. doesn't listen to music, really, at all. So what? whenever I'm programming anything for 4ZZZ, I just say, I'm doing all this stuff. And he says, I don't know what words you just said. <laughs> and then that's fine. Oh my and then goodness. I say, did you listen? And he says, I listen to the bits where you're talking. Good enough. Oh. How can you be fr- Oh, he buys you opals, though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he so buys, that's good. Yeah. So good. George, what was your exposure to the streets? You were quite excited when it <laughs> got nominated. Well, mm. I was just shocked that anyone would say the streets as a suggestion. Um, so I first, uh, I was dating a guy who worked in a CD shop uh, when original pirate material came out. Um, and that's the first record. And so when that okay. came out, um, he would he'd get all the sample singles or the sample albums uh, in advance and we were punks like we were punk kids mainly but we listened to a lot of hip-hop and stuff and so when original pirate material came out he just he started listening to it at the shop and he was just like you've got to hear this you've got to hear this and so uh we put it on in the car and just went this is amazing mm. like absolutely who is this guy how confident is he in, have in his own voice that he is sounds like this yeah. and makes this music. Like we were just absolutely thrilled. So when original pyro material came out, we we're like, that's awesome. And then this came with a grand don't come for free came out afterwards. We were listening to that and I've been kind of listening to some of the other stuff he's been involved with. I think he's been doing producing and things and all sorts. Mm. So, he hasn't released an album for a while. Yeah. So um I was when stuff when his stuff came out, it was a big deal in England. Mm. It was okay. like it was played his music was played in every club. So I'd go to the hip hop nights or I'd go to the punk rock nights or whatever. But they would still play the streets at both. So it just kind of crossed crossed over like it was just yeah. someone that people played and, and mm. people enjoyed and everyone and for this record everyone knew the lyrics to your fit but don't <laughs> you, you know it my gosh <laughs> don't you just know it yeah so uh, and everyone it doesn't matter where you're from in england you have to put on his particular borough of like kind of london accent in order to sound like him yeah for me that's one of the appeals in this yeah i mean i know this isn't a lot of this isn't singing as as such but, you know, accents get lost when people sing. The proclaimers yeah. are, are an yeah. obvious sure. exception to that. And it's not only the accent, it's the words that he uses, you know, being fit and um, <laughs> what's the, the, the line about um, the, where he says, I saw the thing on ITV the other night about you being well into me and all that, you know, he's using all the right, all the language as yeah. well. Yeah, I had to translate some of it to my Australian <laughs> partner when I was playing it. He was just like, what does that mean? Or what does that mean? I'm like, um, oh, that means this and that means this. And so I just, I forget that the kind of, he does use his 
own like he uses the language like language of the people or yeah. language of sure. like yeah. the age range, the language of the area, etc. Because mm-hmm. it would be like hundred miles north, it would be different words yeah. for used for the same thing. Okay. But um, li- living down, I was down in Sussex, so I and spent half my time in London, so I knew all of the lingo. And it's like because because the, the album is a, a story. And it's cinematic, and his accent and the language he uses adds to that. Yeah, you know this is in London. Yeah, this is not in Sydney or no. Manchester even. Like this is you know. And then even all the supporting characters, they all have the same like very clear, distinct voices of their own, but all still very in that sort of same bracket of, of accents and stuff. So this album, as we've touched on, is indeed known as a rap opera, and Skinner set out specifically to. Uh, looking into how operas were made and how plays were made, things mm. like that, and said they had to have a particular like way of telling a story, like your peaks and troughs, your romance, your lifts, your betrayal, and your um, like the height, and then a resolution. Yeah. And so th- when you listen to this and you listen to the journey that his character is going on throughout it, you can definitely say, oh yeah, he's following the operatic, mm. d- really dramatic over the smallest possible things sometimes, like yeah. really dramatic stuff. But it is known as a rap opera. Mm. Don't know how many rap operas there are, but it was uh, came out in 2004 and it was by a nice pasty white boy yeah. called Mike, <laughs> so it's pretty good. Yes. And you talk about you know having a resolution. I mean, it has two resolutions. Yeah. Do, I want it, like, is that a thing that he's borrowed from somewhere or... Because that's... Quite... I, don't know, I don't know anything about operas. No. I'm not sure if there's any <laughs> operas that have dual endings, but yeah, I guess like comedy movies and stuff like that sometimes go, here's the other ending or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it literally gives you the chance to ch- sort of choose yeah. which ending you, you believe happened or yeah. whatever. You, or maybe are, both happened. I guess both existed. There yeah. are in operas and there are in plays and I cannot think at all when I should have researched it, but it is known to have that, you know, that ending of... There's the the gunshot, but it's all in darkness. Yeah. So you're like, do, does which ending do you get? Mm. Like that kind of thing would happen, and that happens quite a lot in like drama and in um, operas, um, and uh, even in ballets too. So it does follow that really dramatic and mm. exciting kind of like typical storyline. You know how like to write the perfect pop song, like people like Adele who work with all the right people to say, oh, if you hit, if you put that note after that note and then lift it to that note, then people will always resonate with it. So yeah. just do that every time just in a different it. key. Um, <laughs> it was, he set out specifically to make a rap opera. Because mm. it was interesting, like some of the songs you could feel that had that didn't have a lot of time between them. So he'd gone essentially straight from the end of one song He'd gone straight out and done whatever the second song was about, but then sometimes there'd be a gap, like you could tell. So I think um, it's uh, wouldn't have it any other way. So he on, he only meets the girl in Could Well Be In, and three songs later he's living with her, mm-hmm. and then one song later they're breaking up, or they're one song later they're having the fight. So it's sort of like you you he jumps in time when he needs to, but then when it's like no no this makes sense to go one after the other. He just does it, yeah. It really sounds well. about right for a bunch of people that take that much ecstasy, yes. though. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, I'm so in love He's with you all the time. He's just fading in and fading out. Yeah, that The song where, and I've got to say, like, I, you heard how, how the album came to me, and I don't think I've listened to it all the way through for years. So it's not like it's something that's on rotation at my place, but when, you know, I heard about the podcast and you set the challenge... It had mm. to be. This had, had, to, had be to be on yeah. the list. Mm. Sure. So I've done 
some intense listening back, uh, uh, listening to it over the last couple of days. So which the name of the song, I'm not sure, but the one that where the, he's in the club. So yeah, blinded, blinded by, by the, the lights. lights. That's it. Okay. So how evocative is just that... I feel drunk yeah. and in a club at the end of the night just listening to that song, and yet it's not a doof-doof song because no. that's not what he's about. But yeah. you know there's some sort of doof-doof going on in the yeah. background. Brilliant. Definitely it's my favourite song of the album. I think he's inverted the beat, so instead of boom, it's like... Whoop. And that, yeah, that invert beat really gets, really yeah, really gets druggy. in your head. Mm. And then I love that the vocal sample will just kick in sometimes. Like he's trying to focus on a thought and sometimes what he's saying will lead into the sample, but sometimes he'll just continue the story as if the sample, so it's like the music is playing in the club and he's trying to concentrate on a thing and the music breaks in for a moment and he hears it and then he's like, oh, he concentrates and gets it out so he can keep thinking about what he's thinking. He's a well speculated, a bit green and blue. Freeze is well cheap though, so I'll take three if I need to. Right, I'm on a plan. I wish the bouncers would go away. Borrow water off this man. Here goes nothing, okay? And I'm thinking. Lights are blinding my eyes. Oh, that's proper rain. That tastes like hairspray. And I'm thinking. People pushing by. Then walking off into the night. I hate coming to the entrance just to get bars on my phone. You have no new messages, so why haven't they phoned? Men, you write message, so where are you and Simone? Send message Dan's number. And it's so of its time, and it's so, um, like, typical of England and everything. He's just, how he's complaining that he needs to go to the doors to go get bars on his phone yeah. <laughs> uh, to, in order to get yeah. his text messages. And they're going, that was my life. Like, <laughs> that's, so, that's so classic of yeah. going to those huge clubs and stuff. Mm. Back in, like, London in warehouses and whatever. It was, yeah, it's, it's definitely a club. club yeah. Song. Pretty, pretty open language around drug and alcohol and everything yeah. else stuff mm. in it. Yes, I, some of my radio listeners will be surprised, you know, if there's any sort of Venn diagram <laughs> crossover, surprised to hear yes. me even suggesting that people listen to this because yeah. the language is, is explicit. Mm. The concepts are definitely explicit. <laughs> adult, yeah. adult only. Yeah. It, it sure is, For yeah. the listeners out there. But it's part of why I like it as well because it's just so... I mean, I just... Name any genre of music and I'd have a favourite album or favourite artist, mm-hmm. but I don't have a whole bunch of, of rap or a whole bunch of opera or, or what have you. Yeah. Um, but I love this. To the, or <laughs> rap opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what were the singles off, off yeah, the album? Yeah, so the album was released on 17th of May 2004. It was produced by Mike himself. Um, it got to number 11 in the Australian charts, number one in the UK charts, obviously, and number 82 in the US charts, which is pretty good. So the singles were Fit But You Know It, uh, which got to number four in the UK and was in the Hottest 100 2004 at number 18. And then Dry Your Eyes, which was number one in the UK, which I didn't realise. I sort of When I thought about it, it made sense. It's like, the, it's like the uplifting, it's like the friendship one. You can see drunk dudes hugging each other as they're super drunk and, you know, we're all right, mate. You know, yeah, trying to be it, well, a friendly kind of thing. It tells its own story. Yeah. You don't need the rest. Um, sure. And that was also in the Hottest 100 2004 at number 19. So they were back-to-back streets tracks in the Hottest 100. And the fact it was number one in, in the UK would have been why the BBC World Service yeah, were yeah. playing it. Because they probably had to play the number one every week in the sure. chart show. Yeah, of course. The um, thing that I found really important about Dry Your Eyes is the fact that it's talking about emotional vulnerability for men. Yeah. Mm. Yes. In 2004, 2004, drugged up guys who drink too many, like, tins and they're like... 
to getting together, but up to that over a girl mm. and didn't know what to do about it. And he's just like, well, it's all right. You can move, you can get through this. Just dry your eyes. Mm. <laughs> exactly. So there's, it was just really important at the time. So loads of my male mates will, would be off their faces in the club just going yeah hugging it out <laughs> yeah. just like just going yeah dry your eyes mate that's fantastic yeah. which is really sweet because there's not many artists that would go here's a really vulnerable track about losing a woman in your life and you you can't stop crying and your friends are just trying to console you mm. it's over so then I move my hand up from down by my side shaking my life is crashing before my eyes turn the palm of my hand up to face the skies Touch the bottom of her chin and let out sight. Cause I can't imagine my life without you and me. There's things I can't imagine doing, things I can't imagine seeing. It weren't supposed to be easy, surely. Please, please, I'm begging, please. She brings her hands up towards where my hands rested. She wraps her fingers round mine with the softness she's blessed with. She peels away my fingers, looks at me and then gestures by pushing my hand away to my chest from hers. Dry your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Dry your eyes, mate. I know you want to make her see how much this pain hurts. But you've got to walk away now. It's over. Well, that's what... Because she's a character in the song. she's He's like, I'm trying to hug her and she's pushing away and I'm trying to say these things and she's pushing away. Which actually made me think that the vocal sample might actually be sung by like an invisible narrator. Like it's like a, a friend that he sees on his shoulder, but it's the it's really just the two of them in the aftermath of the song that was just before it. So I'm not sure if it's sung, like the vocal line is actually sung by a guy who is there or if that's just like the support of his friends because, yeah, I pictured it, the two of them, the man, him and the woman, not him and his friends or maybe he just wants to keep his eyes dry in front of her yeah yeah kind of I'd, hold it i definitely visualize his mates with him okay or one mate yeah two i think i just i've always since hearing the song the first time mm. seen it that way so that's the beauty of it but you can not the one he reckons way. he's cheating on probably not no yeah no not dan no um but yeah he also there was a line in there also um we can even have an open relationship if you if we must yes and it's just like just that dude like that so things like i, I don't care i'll do hey mm. you want to sleep with lots of other people that's cool i'm cool with that it's like no you're totally not cool with that but it's like the first preference of like the desperate to hold on to someone yes, it's something like, yeah it's like that's cool i'd, I'd love that it's like okay. you no, no no you would absolutely hate it yeah it was just like, and it was just like a really cool, like, just, and they just say it, and then they never come. He never comes back to it. It's like even in the moment, he doesn't believe it himself. Yeah. He's like, he puts his arm out to her, and then she puts it back on his own chest. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like he's trying so hard, and she's making it as clear without having to confront his eyes. And that was just, oh, it's emotion. And the strings I love in that song, of course. Yeah, well, and like the acoustic, that, acoustic guitar and stuff. It's, yeah, it's really good. But Because I think it's probably even less coarse than some of the other songs as well. So that's probably mm. why the BBC wasn't as concerned about picking it up. It was like, oh, yeah, that's that's a mm. nice song. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry about yeah. how we got. Don't worry about how we got there. Sure. Well, just it's a nice song. Maybe that's why my producer locked me in a car yeah. and took me for a drive <laughs> to listen to the rest of it. Yeah. Yes, maybe not. At the, maybe not we, in the office. We pumped it up and off yeah. we went wherever we went. So when Fit but Don't You Know It came out, a load of people, some people were so divided on that one, just going, can't believe you'd say that about women, but when you listen to it, you're like, you're just drunk lads in yeah. 
fish and chip shop or whatever and his actual song it was really funny like mm. even like all of my male and female friends all just went yeah really funny because we would do the same all of our girlfriends would be like look at that guy over there he's fit but don't he just know it yeah. like <laughs> just it be- just became this phrase and i had to explain it to an australian yeah. partner he's like what do you mean they they're good at running yeah. they're athletic and like no fit like just playing this song like, like yeah. this, this song gives well, like, you the context you're ever going to need for that phrase genuinely did and do you know what he really enjoyed about it what his diction the fact that he could hear every word so I play him punk and he's like oh, yeah you can't no hear idea. it yeah. yeah but I he, with this Mike Skinner has got for for his accent and for everything he really wants you to know what he is writing about. He's yeah. got his poetry and he's making it perfectly clear that you yeah. can hear all, all of the words. And so he goes... Whether or not you knew it, I swear you didn't tick. And when that bloke in the white behind us lot queuing was fucking onto you too, yeah, I had to admit that, yeah, yeah, you are fit and, yeah, I do want it, but I stopped sharking a minute to get chips and drinks. I'm not trying to... And then it goes back into the song. Yeah. Like, there's this reprise, so it's just... Uh, it's just like, hold on. Oh, stop sharking for a minute. Yeah. And uh, it's just, I, again, having to explain what does sharking mean? And it means, oh, it means you're like, you know, circling someone, you're yeah. sharking them, you're ready to hit on them or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay. The English language is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. What you said there about, you know, uh, um, reaction to fit, but don't you know it? I was listening in the last couple of days with very much with a sort of Me Too. Um, filter or trying to work out you know how this sort of plays out in 20 you know the end of the, the 20 teens see how I give you the chance to play <laughs> this into the podcast anytime in the next couple yeah, of years sure. by not referring to the year in which we're even recording this D32 <laughs> <laughs> so like because he's you know he you could think of him as quite misogynistic but she tells him to leave the house in one of the songs yeah. she's sleeping around yeah. and he's the one hard done by she's actually a powerful woman is my take, but yeah. am I mansplaining, George? Well, how do you? What do you think of? No, of man, you mansplaining. <laughs> well, suddenly just, I thought, crikey, you, I'm here. I am. You're bringing the record. Wh- how women should feel about this record in in this year, but I think it's up to any woman to decide how she feels about this particular record. Me personally, I stand strongly with my feminist. Thing. I'm also queer, so I've been in bars where I've just been like, she's well fit, like, you know, like in the same mindset. It's like if sometimes when you're out in bars, you can objectify someone like without scaring them and he, he doesn't actually approach her yeah it's all in his head it's yeah. all like in his head he's like oh she's you know she's she's out he knows that she's out of his league yeah and that you know at the end he's like what are you going on about you've got a girlfriend anyway yeah. <laughs> so it's, he's just gone through this entire diatribe just for him to order some chips and then yeah. leave because uh, it's always like there's, a, there's an intensity all the way through it and then he's like and then I stop to order my food. No, that's right. The first one is I, I'm really intensely, I'm you know doing all this stuff, and then it's like, and then I got distracted and lost my place in the line. Yeah. So then I go back to the line. It's like now I'm really concentrating and I'm worried about this guy behind me. And she, she's looking at me. She's not looking at me. Hang on, I got to order my food. And then back into the intensity of it, and it's like, hang on, I don't care. This is like this isn't for me anyway. Like it's yeah, I love it. But it's such a catchy little yeah shit. yeah. And the guitar the guitar is so good. It's, I wish, it's like old punky guitar. Yeah, I wish there'd been the more. The track was that one. It was supposed to be so easy. No, no, it's no, still no, the, fit, but you still know fit. it. Oh. You know, the... It was very like, sort of Brit, like Brit poppy Brit by way of, yeah, yeah, the old school punk stuff. Sure. Oh, wish there'd been more of that. That would have been really cool. Yeah, it's really... Yeah, that's true, actually. 
it was really, really I, I really enjoyed that one. So so they're the they were the singles. Mm-hmm. Oh, there were two more. So Blinded by the Lights was oh, also yeah, a single, mm-hmm. and then Could Well Be In. So that that mm-hmm. sort of first one was also a single. That's the one where he talks about what he saw on ITV the other week. Yeah. Which is another very English way yeah, of talking. Where Absolutely. He, he, yeah. Here people don't say, oh, I saw something on Channel 7. But <laughs> in the UK, because of the whole BBC ITV thing, people, it's just such a British it, way of speaking. Yeah. It's so kind of old school as well because it reminds me, I think, of like Happy Days because I think they always talked about if she plays with her hair, yes. she's interested. And that, yeah. that was always the thing of, in Happy Days and stuff as well. So it's sort of quite retro. It's like if she's playing with her hair, she, must be, she must be keen. Yeah. yeah. Well keen. Yeah, well keen. Well, well, just keen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. well keen. Well keen. But the singles almost don't matter like, no. with, yeah. with this album because you can't just go and listen to those singles now. Well, you could, as I initially did with Dry Your Eyes. But yeah. seriously, dear listener, you've got to and, – and the, you've got to take it from the beginning of the album to the end. Mm-hmm. And this is not easy these no. days. Yes. No. I battled because I had it in order when I originally got it and I battled iTunes to get it to – to play them to me in order. Someone's right. got to explain to me at some point how to do that. Yeah. And I wanted to burn a CD to listen to in the car that was in the right order. Yeah, mm-hmm. Man, it's so hard. Could people don't listen to whole albums. They don't listen in the right order. It kept yeah. playing me new Coldplay live stuff in the middle, which I had <laughs> recently acquired as well. I was like, no, I want to listen to that. So you've got to <laughs> listen to it beginning to end. From yeah. Right from that. It was meant to be easy at the beginning. I've got it on CD, uh, uh, but it's about 10,000 miles away at the moment. Get oh. another copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go out iTunes. tomorrow. No, no I've just, they work for me. Yeah, I, I'll pick it up when I'm over there in the UK over Christmas. So, do you think in your in your drive, Spencer, that you you took with your producer at the time? Hmm. Do you think if you hadn't reacted as positively, things might have not panned <laughs> out the way that think they that would have? Do you think that would? Well, what, I don't know. What for? For me, and my for producer. You, yeah. Or if you, think? Or you're, if you're, you're alone in a car, you don't even know whether you know there was another person. Was there a spade or shovel in the boot? And then <laughs> you don't, don't, like, like, don't like the record. What? Yeah. Well, huh. well, who knows? Who knows? There'd be a Baptist minister in Brisbane's Western suburbs with a very different story to tell. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, somebody. The, everyone repents somehow. Yeah. Uh, I, can I just point out that the opening of this album is one of my favourite kind of openings because it's just him with his voice with it was supposed to be so easy then he goes into yeah. it and it's just talking about oh I've got, got to go from here and I've got to do that and oh cool cool my mum it's really inaccessible for like an opening line like if you had no idea who the streets were and that, that line played you'd be like what the hell am I about to hear this English guy's just going to strangle his voice for the next 45 minutes and not to let oh okay no this is actually hip hop and off we go I thought it was a great opening track I really really enjoyed it and it could picture that Day. Yeah. Going, Everyone's had oh, them. Oh, please, man. I've been a good boy today yeah. and I just nothing goes right. He's like, oh, but if I, I missed that and then I missed that. But it's all right because I've still got time for this. Yes. But I've got time to make it to that. And he's like, oh, and then can I just, oh, and that didn't work either. Yeah. Oh. And, and you, we've all had those days. Yes. Maybe yeah. not losing a grand, but. Sure. Which is what. How much in dollars? Bucks. Hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't be happy about it, would you? Not if you need to pick up all well, those E's. In, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think in he South needed rands. It would be uh, <laughs> fifteen thousand rands, something crazy. And then the way it en- the way the track ends with him saying that line again, but really, there's nothing powerful about his voice at that point. At the end of track one, again, it was meant to be easy. Yeah. It's almost like, do you want to do a second take on that? Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> we'll just leave that. There's, even the fact, even or every decision like that when he's produced the album himself to leave in just that 
vulnerability in his yeah. voice at the end of track one. Yeah. So did you have anyone, any other favourite tracks from the album? I loved Get Out of My House with MC Simone. Go, get out of my house, please, and actually give me back my keys. But I'll be proper angry if you're not back later on your knees. Look, if I'm talking to you, you shouldn't be gawping in thin air. You're so selfish, but what about us as in pair? I needed you to come over, man. I needed you to be near. I'm about to do something crazy. You'll regret this, I swear. It's on time. I really needed you to head just over listen, my way. I was throwing up all morning. It was all yeah, in my hair. Then because I was so dizzy, yeah, no, I almost look, fell down the stairs. Play, play. Like you always do. You know, you just don't fucking listen. care. So I went, I, went up, yeah. I, went up, I went up and tried to look up some more stuff by her. So she put out a couple of albums. None of them are on Spotify. I was able to dig up a couple of songs. One of them was she got on a short list of the shortlist for the Mercury Music Prize when she put it out. So, but yeah, just I love it. Like her voice is just like not taking any of his crap. And then he's like, I'm sympathetic. I'm sympathetic. I'm really sad. No, wait, I'm not taking any of your crap. And then suddenly like just that back of the back and forth and everything. But yeah, like she's really great. And then he's, I love that he's really upset she doesn't care about his TV. Like yeah. you, you're supposed to care about my t- like you don't even care that my TV's broken and I'm sitting there going, no, why would she care about that? And like that's like yeah, I love it. And if you listen to that song on its own, you would also not care about the TV. Yeah, it's very when you know how it ends. And I don't know whether you want to sort of go into a sort of Interview spoiler, sort of you know, yeah. of the whole <laughs> spoiler plot, alert. Yeah, but. It, the foreshadowing is there from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously in the first song, but there are just these little references to the telly. And a couple of times he doesn't even say, tell it. it's a very soft middle of the sentence reference to the telly or the TV. So that if you know what's coming, you spot that. But you could, it's like sleight of hand by a magician. You wouldn't yeah. actually notice the reference to the television often when yeah, you just, just slide like, it in. Why are you so yeah. obsessed with the telly? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're just smoking weed in front of the telly at her place all the time. That's yeah. right. Stop going on about your Whatever. broken television. Yeah. Why would you keep doing that? Why would you keep going? <laughs> and, then right. and then you come to your conclusion at the end of, ah, that's why it wasn't easy. Yeah. Oh. But that, that song as well, where so wouldn't have it any other way. I love that there's a line, a line that he keeps repeating about roaching a spliff mm-hmm. and the the con- it's the same set of words every time but the context around each verse completely changes it. So at the start of the song he's like, I'm cool, I love being here, I love just sitting back and, you know, broaching a spliff with my girl, that's really great. And then later on it's like, oh, this is so boring, why am I just sitting here roaching a spliff when I could be out with my mates instead? And then by mm-hmm. the end, he's back around and like, oh, no, I'm just going to sit here. It's the ultimate relaxation. It's really great. Like it's the same three lines and he even says it the same way but the context of the verse around it changes it from a this is awesome to this is mindless and dull back to this is awesome again, it's which I really like, love. It's almost like you, when I was listening to it, it's like week one, week two, yeah. week three. <laughs> like when at what point? Like how how often does he get? Is this one conversation he's having now, or is yeah. this a conversation he's having multiple nights in a row, yeah. or is it like weeks in a row? You know, you do, you just don't know how long they're actually together. Yeah, and it's which yeah he brings out in the song, and it's just but he wouldn't have any other way. It's, it's cool. Like he might get his mates giving him a bit of whatever, but he's just gonna lay back and watch the good TV. Yes, mm. another and another song that. 
um, you probably that could easily be forgotten on the album. You know, in the, at the almost at the beginning is um, not addicted, mm. and that's a song which oh. could also sit on its own. Yes, just as a rap song about betting, yeah. basically with no yeah. other context. Yeah, um, but yeah, just the the fact that. Does it actually say that he's going to try and get the thousand the, the, the pounds by betting? It doesn't, because no, because he can't get his money out of the bank either, and he's lost the thousand pounds, so yeah. he's going to try and win on the football. I think so, yeah. yeah I think he was supposed to try trying and trying to get to it back. Yeah. But he hasn't but he got does, a clue about. So he doesn't do it properly. Yeah. His team gets in the lead, he starts to regret it, and then they lose anyway. But so he hadn't done the ticket. He hadn't actually done no, it right yeah. in the first right. place. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. know what to do. <laughs> didn't know what to really do. Yeah. So then in the end, he's going to go and bet on cricket. <laughs> do you yeah. have betting shops like that in Australia? Or are they just yeah. old now? No, we've got the TAB. TAB. And yeah, a few other... Old. Yeah, not as many in person. Like most of the gambling places, they do it all through the apps now. And the TV ads all just point to the app instead. Oh. I'd say back in 04, yeah. TAB yeah. in Queensland, for, for, in most of Australia, um, it was horse racing only at the TAB. And Northern Territory, you could bet on other sport. So oh, Centrebet okay. was the primary um, company in um, Alice, based in Alice Springs. Yeah. And that's who you had to bet through if you wanted to bet on things like football and, and what have you. Look at that. Mm. I don't follow sports or gambling, and now I have learned so much. And the guy who used to be the publicist was called Jared Daffy or Duffy, and he used to, from Alice Springs, do interviews on radio all over the country, basically trying to encourage people to bet in the Northern Territory right. jurisdiction. <laughs> nice. All right. There you Too go. Too tangential. Yeah. So we shall <laughs> definitely let Skinner know that if he's over here, you know, you can go. You can do it now. now. You can. Yeah, you can learn how to do it. But I don't think he needs to gamble anymore. No. I think he's all I think right. He's all right. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he actually needed to gamble. In this, this is just a story. The whole thing, yeah. I, don't, I think, as much as he's probably pulled on some real emotions and stuff in his life or experiences in his life, like mm. you can't have written Blinded by the Lights without having been drugged up in a yeah. club somewhere mm. and completely hazed. But it, I don't think this is a story of his life. No, it's at just, the time. It's just a, yeah, he was, success, he was already seen as very successful yeah. by the time this album came out because of the first one. But then I did like, because I wanted to know what he did, because... Like mm. when you when you've written this really almost perfect beginning to end story, it's like how do you go back to writing? Do you go back like how can you go back to just writing one off songs still about the same content? So I sort of looked up these other albums, and the next one is about the perils of fame. So so he was just he just went back into writing what he knew, which after that was I'm this working class guy who's super super rich now, and how do I negotiate that and work work my way through that? So I was quite impressed that he didn't. Sort of go. No, I'm still working class. I'm still one of you. Sure. It's like I'm still working class, one of you, but with a lot of money that I don't know what to do with. Mm. Unlike Jennifer Lopez, who was still Jenny from the Block. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah, with all <laughs> sure. the rocks that she got. Yes. So yeah, I was quite impressed that these. So the first two were definitely sort of the working class stuff, and then he, yeah, didn't try it. He obviously would have had a thought to himself like, no, no, that's not my story now. So I've got to tell a different story. So more recently, what's he got up to? You know, I don't. So for for me, this the the Mike Skinner story is this album. Okay. Just because of how it came to me. Context. So I really know. I was look. One of the reasons I was looking forward to being on the podcast was to hear more about what uh, Mike Skinner's been up to. But, well, before and after. So what sure. was the the one before called the Pirate? So, uh, original, original Pirate, Pirate material. material. I know that Matt so O'Kine, former Triple J Breakfast presenter, is a big fan of that album. Yeah. Because I mentioned to him once. I think he, we were on radio together doing something. He mentioned the streets, but he meant 
that album and, yeah. I, okay. and I went I saw the opportunity to appear cool with a Triple J presenter yeah. I went, oh yeah I know the streets <laughs> but really I know one album from the streets sure. yeah. dangerously small I was trapped in a car and I listened to the streets <laughs> once it was the right thing to do I said I liked it yeah. <laughs> so I think George you probably confirmed but I think original pirate material is once again very sort of working class roots sort of stuff but not as a beginning to end story more just individual tales of yeah. various things and then, yeah, like I said, the next album was more about the perils of fame and negotiating sort of paparazzi stuff. I think, I don't remember exactly, but I think he's only had two more albums after this one. So I think it was like 2008, 2011, something like that. And then he's probably, I guess, maybe just doing the producing stuff now. Sure. Well, so. he's got a record label um, yeah. called okay. The Beats. So that was go. open for a bit and then closed for a bit and then it's open again. And he's had different people, um, like Professor Green, an example, and stuff like that okay. go through there. Cool. Um, and now... He has officially shelved the streets, uh, so he's got a different project um, or various projects. Um, but he, I think, he releases stuff um, secretly on SoundCloud uh, and stuff okay. like that. Right. Right. Okay, so cool. you kind of have to delve deep. So one of them was uh, under the name, um, I think, the Darker the Shadow, and he's done others, and he's collaborated with other groups, um, and are various things so yeah uh he's i think he's he does stuff secretly right which is kind nice. of cool yeah um and yeah and he's done remixes of other bands yeah and, like bands so, like slaves and stuff which is really cool so apparently he, oh because he was in the in-betweeners movie <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. oh where 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 really? and he um he actually did the soundtrack for okay. it, like nine new compositions were by Skinner. Oh, well, that's pretty significant. And he cool. probably did the sequel yeah. as well, which was filmed in Queensland. He would have done the sequel soundtrack. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you, hang on. Do you not know? The, I mean, you know The Inbetweeners. I can't watch The Inbetweeners because I went to school in England and I wasn't a boy. So I can't now watch boys that... I could have gone to school with be as they are. Okay, so that, that's a film that doesn't really meet to <laughs> yeah. uh, me too. That, that, that would yeah, just yeah, be yeah. PTSD. No, uh, yeah, but and he did a, a cameo in Doctor Who once in oh. the Time of Angels cool. episode. There you go. So he's done wow. some. He's done a bunch of stuff. Um, and he is a Reebok Classic shoe dude. So he's. Right. He mentioned them in songs, <laughs> etc., and uh, I think he might have repped them out. So sure. he's fingers pies living the dream, and just yeah, um, but he didn't. Yeah, well, I know. Doesn't matter. Well, no, would I? Yeah, but I think he wrote about his classics, like Reebok classics, yes. but like back in the day, were a really big deal, in like the early two thousands sure. and stuff. I think he wrote about them then, mm. and then he's still a fan. Yeah, of, sure. like Reebok and. Reebok have been cool, like, you know, run DMC. No, they were out of gas. I take it back. It's fine. Grant, did you have any favourite songs off the album that we haven't touched on already? Um, let's say it, uh, it was supposed to be easy. I thought, as we discussed, I thought it was a great opening track, Blind by the Light and Dry Your Eyes. So interestingly, I didn't know about the um, hits or, or the ones that made the charts. Those are the ones that, um, that certainly resonated with me. Yeah. Mm. So they made the right decision. There you go. Well, exactly. Those charts knew what they were talking about. So um, now I think we've covered it. Again, I th we didn't uh, get onto it quite uh, enough, but um, Get Out of My House. Yes. It's just so good the first time because she just... So Miss Simone, was it? Simone, yes. Simone, yeah. She just is shouting him out. And the way that he's mixed it, 
his voice is really quiet in the background, just yeah. like, yeah, but, 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 but. And yeah. she's just like, no, just get out of my house. Yeah. Like, like I, I want my keys. And she's just really owning it. And she is adamant and I really enjoy her power and yeah. the, her fact that she's saying, this is my space. Whatever's happened, whatever you're doing, just get out. And really disjointed beat as well. Like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Dun. Like, it's not just a straight four beat. Like, it's, you can feel that discordance and it's like, like, you can feel the fight happening and two people who aren't on the same wavelength and trying to talk at different paces and speeds. So, it's, yeah, it's a really cool argument kind of song. There are a couple of songs where the beats continue for two or four bars after the lyrics. As if, I'm sure this isn't why, as if he's um, putting it there so you can take those beats and do something with them. I, like I don't know. Him. Yeah, I don't okay. know why else. You know, the song's finished. So because I realised this because I was driving today, singing along to a couple of them. I got into them and was singing along, and he stopped. But the beats continued, and I found I could keep singing for a little yeah. while. And then the beats <laughs> stopped. I don't. I don't know. Maybe there's nothing other than he thought artistically it was the way to go. But if you're yeah. looking for some O4 beats by yeah. Mike Skinner, <laughs> you can, you can find them, them at the end of the, of the song. Sure. Yeah. Just mix it. That's cool. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay, so have we covered things that we wanted to cover? Probably the only other one that I do, I love is What Is He Thinking? So that's the big reveal song yes. where he's griping about something that his best mate, his mate's like, he's talking out loud, but then his mate is in his head thinking about stuff and he's like, oh, he's going to, he's figured it out. He does, and then. He's not giving anything away. What is he thinking? Can't seem to do anything but stare. My CP coat is lying just there. Draped over the edge of that dusty chair All fits into place suddenly Yeah, the coat was hanging up under my stairs But one day it went leaving the cupboard bare The facts all clicking and become square He stole it while I was unaware But why is he denying it when it's so bait? Looking at the telly won't look over straight Why is he not flapping at his Even knowing, so the first time I'd heard it I was like, oh, this is really tense And then the reveal happens and then even knowing the reveal happens, I still get really tense at that song. The, the energy just builds up so expertly that it's just that payoff at the end of like, oh, yeah. So I really love that song too. So who would like to, I think, Spencer, would you like to announce the reveal? Oh, the, the story in the story? The reveal in the story. Well, there are two, I suppose, really. Liam's referring to the just not the money one, but yeah, the one no, about no, what's yeah. happening with the relationships. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, do you want me to say? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, really, we should probably go do a quick, a quick plot summary of the whole thing, otherwise it might not even make sense. Mm -hmm. But the guy's lost £1,000. He thinks it's been stolen by a mate. Fast forward to the end. This is a really quick version. She's, <laughs> he, he hasn't stolen the £1,000, but he has stolen Mike's girl, a woman. And so that's the first, that's the reveal yeah. you're talking about. And he's caught out because Mike's left a coat at her house and Dan's gone to her house and left in the rain with her coat and left that coat at a mutual friend's place. So yeah. <laughs> that, that comes unstuck. And the £1,000 is found in the back of the broken television. Yes. In one of two, one of the two, two versions of, yeah. the, of the ending. You can either have believe that it ends with him just having an argument with the repairer who wants more money to take the back off the telly and then it just stops, or that together they take the back off the telly, find the £1,000. So he, he, his friend offers to help him with the TV and he's just like, no, fuck that. Calls the repairman. The repairman tries to screw him for something else. 
And he's like, no, I'm not going to pay that. And the repairman's like, come on, man. And so he physically tries to, like he has a physical fight with the mm. repairman who knocks him on his ass and then he just gets high again and that's the end of it. But then in the other one. And then it does a rewind the noise. rewind. <laughs> and you're like, oh. And in that one, he lets his friend come over and help as a way of making up because I guess he knew about Dan or something. I don't know why, why his friends have to make up for it, but he lets the friend come over and that's when they find the money. Oh, so it's not a TV repairman. No, it's so it's, it's, yeah. The second Sorry. one is where he actually lets him come over okay. to actually fix the TV and they're like, think that there's extra screws that have dropped in the back and he's right. going, yes. it's probably some leaflets or a bill that I yeah. need and it's like, oh, I should probably get that bill. And then he yeah, has, ends up looking at it and he goes, and he's like, Never guess what's there. Yeah. <laughs> that line, there is just that line where he says, it's probably a last notice of a bill. I really should get it out and pay it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, this is a decent guy. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? You know? Or, or rather, he just, you know, he's left it till again, till the end. But he, if it's a bill, he, yeah. wants, he needs to get it out. He's not going to just, oh, no, it's a bill. I'll leave yeah. it to telly. <laughs> and, um, and then there's the line, I can't quote it exactly, but yeah, what, it was the end of what wasn't meant to be. But the start of what was. Yeah. That's the line. I actually listened to that when, when revisiting this album sure. in the lead up to today. I listened just to that line a few times over. It was what? No, what was meant to be starts now. It's like he's, yeah, the whole thing tied in a bow. Yeah. It's flawless, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With hands um, in the air. With hands in you know, the air. Which yes. leads me to asking do you believe this album would, is indeed, you brought it to us? I did. But we have been spurned in the past. So uh, do you believe this album to be yeah. full? No, it's shit and I hate the album. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I'm, I'm going to say that I think in actual fact, you know, flawless is a really high bar. Yes. But, um, you know, in, in, the, in, in the context of what you're doing here and having listened back to, to a number of the previous episodes and um, be, just because it tells a story, it's not too long... There's so much to love about this. Yeah, it's a flawless album. I I stand by my choice of the streets are grand. I'm going to get the name wrong again. Grand don't come for free. Perfect. Yeah, it's flawless. Yes, there you go. Okay, let's walk around the table. We have a table now, people. We didn't have a table before. Mr. Grant. Mr. Grant. Mr. Grant. There we go. Grantington Bear. Well, the African. <laughs> You've not actually even told us whether you liked it, let alone whether it's well, flawless. It, it, you know, exactly. It's two different I mean, questions. Well, huh? yes. So I can say you know, straight off the bat, having never heard Mr. Skinner, didn't know what the streets was, was intrigued, mind you, that, um, Georgie, you were so excited about it. So I liked, yeah, Look, that, I'm quite reserved usually. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly, which is why I was like, whoa, you know, George is in on this already, I'm, you know, up against the wall. Um, first, first listen, absolutely awesome. I'm going to say no for a couple of reasons. And what's, this is what's going to really hurt me with my friends here or disappoint <laughs> them is the two songs that they've arguably raved about being um, Get Out of My House and What's He Thinking did nothing for me. Oh, no. And I forget that lady's name who you researched as well. Yeah. Simone. I'm sorry, Simone. Um, it didn't, that one didn't work. Those two, I suppose, didn't work for me. Rest of it, absolutely awesome. Um, so for mine... It's it's a polite, uh, polite no. <laughs> They're always begrudging. They're always polite. No, I, I like to say civil, you know. Civil, civil. but, but civil it was no. it's a really, it is, it's an awesome awesome album, and I think I suppose I'm not having um, known that it was a rock op- opera and that you t- it's for rap, it's an rap, eleven rap opera. Rock Forgive opera, me. that's Queen. Different thing. Forgive me, Tommy. <laughs> it's not that we've given you yeah um, over eleven songs. You know, credit to him. So. 
Awesome. Okay, Mr. Leon. Um, well, I'm just going to go right off the bat and say yes, I thought it was oh. flawless. I loved it. It's the perfect length. It's every song contributes to the overall story. I actually think most of the songs you can listen to, definitely more than half, you can listen to on their own as well and they have a message just within the song. Like when you're hearing Fit But You Know It, when we first heard it, it was just a single on the radio. You didn't have to know. It was part of an album and I didn't know it like for years till years later. So I think it's just a really good story, really well told all the way through. He doesn't come off his like the character that he's playing himself as really great. He doesn't think he's like, you know, he's unimpeachable, he's perfect in the story, like everything else that happens is bad. Like he knows he's got faults and everything all the way through. Great beats, yeah, really great working with all the lyrics and everything. So yeah, I found it I thought it was flawless. Oh, cool. So, George. George. Yes, George. Oh, well, what did you think about the album? I really enjoyed the album, and I have done since 2004. Um, I was really glad um, that you put the streets forward. Wasn't expecting it, then remembered that you were British for seven years. So that mm. makes perfect sense. Um, uh, at first, I when I first listened to it, I was just like, it's good, um, but it's not enough for me, uh, just because I was so obsessed with original pirate material you know when you've got that first album by a band that you're like oh but it's it's not that it's not that album but then i remembered that it doesn't have to be that album just in that it also doesn't have to be laura marling um it is is it an album in itself and so i put my brain back in and i listened to it and when what he's tried to deliver he has delivered and i really enjoy it um, and I've really enjoyed listening to it again and again on either headphones or on loudspeakers when I've been a little bit tipsy on scotch. <laughs> sure. So enjoy that, neighbours. So for me, I would say that this album was flawless. 3-1. Three, 3-1. One. Three to one. Three to one. So but it does just, have to be unanimous. It does have to be unanimous. So, mm, uh, I'm happy with 3-1. Three, one. Yeah. Three, one, <laughs> my one, first picture. Yeah. There you go. I, can I just... I would like the listeners to know that the... Uh, the guest today has been wiggling his arms around a lot, yeah. a bit like he is in the wiggles, and I've enjoyed it very, very much. So uh, we are currently not at the edge. They no. didn't have space for us, did they? They didn't have. They, they, they are a very busy studio, and it is harder and harder to get time in there. It is because we kept advertising, saying how great they were. It was at a free the end space. of our bloody podcasts, <laughs> so uh, we only have ourselves to blame. Yeah. So uh, Liam has. <laughs> Uh, Liam has asserted himself and brought with him equipment uh, and we are in, where are we Liam? We are in the Brisbane City Council Library at Garden City. At Garden City. Which is a fantastic free space so check them out and support them if you can. Absolutely, with out of hours meeting rooms which means that we can all hang out like this and record Flawless. Yes. So this has been an awesome episode. We have uh, social media which which is Flawless AMP, standing for A Music Podcast. So if you look for that on Facebook or Twitter and Instagram. We'd also like to thank Spencer for coming along and nominating an album. I was going to get to that. Okay, sorry. Yeah, all right. You were looking looking at me funny. Get out and give your keys back. I was looking at you funny because I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember if we had Instagram. We have have, uh, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thanks, I should have let you do this because you didn't print it out. Uh, Yeah, sorry. And again... I would like to personally thank, on behalf of the entire Flawless yes. crew, uh, Spencer, who, for coming along and bringing the streets a grand don't come for free. My pleasure. I, I was thank chuffed you. to be asked to come on the podcast, so thank you. I love that uh, you've all sort of come together 
thanks to Twitter, which I have loved and championed for just over 10 years, my 10-year anniversary this week on Twitter. And so it's not something I've seen for a while, a group of people who've come together. Like It's something that I remember from 10 years ago when Twitter started. (laughs) And so... For, you know, if for that reason alone, but obviously just the, the chat, and I've, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. So this is Flawless, people. Say it, Liam. Flawless, people. What? What am I saying? I don't know. You just look like you really wanted to say something. Oh, you done? Yeah. Okay. Subscribe. Thank you. Thank Leave you reviews in the comments. Thank you, everybody, so for listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody, okay. for listening. Leave us a review where you listen to podcasts, and you can check us out, and we will see you next time.